0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: This is the big show. 1135 on your big show clock. Bob Quinn in house today. Doug Cooper as well. We are going to be talking about... 15 we have reached a milestone here in the state that is coming up a little bit later on in the program we're also going to be checking in with our good friend mindy larson polberg uh, with the uh, iowa corn growers she is on the hill today she is hard at it at the iowa state house we're going to get some insight on uh, issues affecting corn growers and uh, what's going on there right now though doug before we take a look at the marketplace uh, we have to talk with don rose we get the privilege of talking with Don, Rose, Don yeah. Rose. Get him on the phone. You bet you, Don, how are you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Uh, well, we're watching this market kind of do nothing today. We've got one two-cent move soybeans, uh, two three-cent move, and corn. Uh, give us some uh, good news to put some wind in our sails here, Don.
2: Well, you know, I think when you look at it overall, realistically, you know, we have fun buying underneath the market. and Today, they're just not there. So that's part of an issue we just sag back. And uh, of course, the uh, conditions in South America continue to improve, and, uh, you know, the crop down there is getting bigger, not smaller. And then tomorrow, remember, we're going to have the USDA update us on the uh, world supply-demand balance tables, and also CONAB, the equivalent of the USDA down in uh, Brazil, is also going to put out their estimate. So. I think we'll see the size of the crop, and I think that's really what's weighing on us a bit today, along with the energy market coming under pressure, allowing like a seventy on crude oil today and energy kind of tied closely with the grains on the biofuel.
1: Yeah. Hey, what's the spread usually on uh, Brazil's estimate and, uh, like you say, the uh, USDA estimate of that crop?
2: Well, I tell you, when you look at it right now, the USDA has been a foot-dragger. You know, to put it in perspective, uh, you know, the feeling is on this estimate that the soybean crop could go up 73 million on this report in Brazil and uh, possibly up as 150 million bushels and the crop's getting bigger. Same thing on corn, uh, up 50 million is the guess on this report from the last report, and it could go up as high as 200 million. So I tell you what's happening with the yields down there. Remember how this last year our yields were just bigger than we thought, and you just shake your head at how large they were? That's what's happening down in Brazil on the soybean harvest. And, you know, the same thing could happen with corn. So it's these, uh theory that big crops get bigger.
3: Hey, Don, do, you, do we ever get a number out of uh, South America that is official that we believe?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I know we, uh, out of Russia it's a little bit hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Out of Brazil, I think we do. I think we feel more comfortable, you know, than uh, – but, you know, we have most confidence in our government. That's why our government, uh, you know, we always look at what they put out for the uh, production there versus what the other countries are putting out, whether it's South America or, like we say, the EU or the FSU. So um, we'll still and, – and we do here at U.S. Commodities. We look at our government first, and then we look at what they're saying at the same time.
1: Hmm uh don here's the deal uh with with the big crop coming at us out of uh brazil you're not uh buying a lot of soybean acres here uh i mean i i thought here a few days ago we'd be looking at a lot more soybean acres now i'm not so sure what are you thinking
2: well you know i think that's exactly right bob is because when you look at it the corn has hovered around four dollars on the futures market not uh, you know a great number but I think when you look at the uh, what we see is the corn-bean mix, guys really like to keep that mix. And it's really these fringe areas where, you know, the, down in some of the wheat areas where you may see corn go up a little bit more and kind of balance things back. So, you know, it looks like to us the corn acres could only be down uh, 2 million, maybe 3, but the bean acres coming out of these other areas could be up 5 to 7 or more, you know. So um, you're sitting well over the insurance levels last year on soybeans. Um, you know, close to what was it, a dollar thirty or so. Yeah. In corn, yeah. you're only like 10 cents over. Wow.
1: Hey, uh, we're going to let you go here, Don. We're going to talk you about an hour and 10 minutes and get an outlook. Uh, so in the meantime, what's your 800 number?
2: You bet. You uh, can reach us at 1-800-247-4071.
1: Don Rose uh, kicks us off with a look at uh, markets here on The Big Show. Doug, what's going on in The marketplace. Well, let's
3: look at the markets. And once again, it's time for that champion seed trivia contest. Have you entered this week and tried to answer this week's question? And what is the percent of. I want to read this just right. What percent of corn planted in the United States is sweet corn? Okay. If you think you know the answer to that, championseatofiowa.com/trivia, and that might you might get you some uh, Iowa State tickets and a Coleman uh, camp chair. Who knows? But you got to be right, and it uh, lasts through this week. Let's uh, look at the numbers right now, and they are. Um, all in red, but pretty flat numbers in red. They haven't really moved all that much. May corn right now 3.73 down three cents. Its high today has been 3.76. Its low has been 3.72 and a half. So it's closer to the low than it is the high. But the high isn't all that much further up. July 3.80 and a half, two and three quarters down. December new crop 3.93 and a half, down two and a half. May soybean, 10.23 and three quarters, a penny and three quarters down, a little more range there. Uh, its high has uh, been 10.27 and three quarters, about four cents off where it's trading right now in May. Its low has been 10.18 and a half. July soybean 1032 and three quarters down two cents. September 1020 and three quarters down a penny and a quarter. November new crop soybean 1011 and three quarters, one and three quarters down. May soybean meal $3, 3150, 20 cents a ton higher. May bean oil 3367, 6 points down. May wheat 450 and a half. that contract six and a quarter cents down. Kansas City may wheat dollars 468 and three quarters, three and three quarters down. April live cattle, 116.13 up 78 cents. June 106.55 up 93. August 102.35 up 88. October 102.40, 65 cents higher. Feeder cattle, March 124.48 up 53. April 123.13 up 78. May 122.65 up 75. Lean hogs, April sixty-eight forty-five, up forty. May seventy-three seventy, up ten. June seventy-seven forty-eight, up five. Crude oil, April fifty-one twenty-nine, down at dollar eighty-five a barrel. What's going on with oil today?
1: I don't know. Don said it was down bucks. He says the yeah, oil was buck one eighty-five
3: yeah. lower now. Wow. Hmm. New York, oh, well, heating oil out of New York, one fifty-eight. What are they know? And no, never mind one fifty eight right now, four cents a gallon lower. Gold April seven fifty lower. Silver twenty six cents down. The Dow down seventeen and a half points. Markets are brought to you by Champion Seed. Have you answered this week's trivia question yet? If you haven't, you still can. We're just on hump day. We got three more days left in this week or four. I'm not sure if you can answer that on the weekend or not. I don't know. I bet you can. Bet you can. Anyway, here you go. ChampionseatofIowa.com/trivia. How many? What percent of corn planted in the United States, not Iowa, United States, is sweet corn?
1: We are going to talk Iowa State House and Iowa corn growers. Coming up here on the Big Show. Back with the big show, Bob Quinn in house today. Well, we got eleven forty-seven there on the big show clock. You're setting your clock by us. You know that Doug clock just seems to be getting
3: bigger. Every time you say big show, that clock gets a uh, gets bigger. Well, and here's the deal: we're changing this weekend. What? The, what?
1: We got uh, daylight savings time. Really? Yeah.
3: It ends this weekend.
1: Uh, I get my hour back. <coughs> No, oh, I think we lose an hour. Don't 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 you spring uh, fall spring ahead. We're going oh, that's ahead. Right. Yeah, spring ahead. Spring oh. ahead, fall back. I'm, I'm so you, confused. Well, you got to get up at two o'clock Saturday morning. It seems morning like fall because
3: we've been in spring so
1: long. It has been nice weather. Hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, statehouse issues, Doug, and corn growers, and our good friend Mindy uh, Larson Polberg is on the line with us, Mindy LP. And Mindy, uh, you had a big deal going today. You were uh, doing a, what do they call these things, these Twitter takeovers?
4: Uh, Yes. So I have the pleasure for Iowa Corn Growers Association of doing a Twitter takeover of our Iowa Corn account today, which, uh, you know, I'm I'm just old enough to have a skills and technology, although it's not my favorite thing to do, so. Uh, but one of the things that our communications department had this great idea is to try to emphasize some of the areas that Iowa Corn Growers Association is working on and mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. emphasize to our membership about being involved and being involved in politics and how it's so important that our voice is heard as farmers, and so this is the effort that we are doing today, and I'm doing so by tweeting from the Capitol various parts of the regular legislative day.
1: Well, uh, and, and I got to tell you, a, a lot of the, the uh, Statehouse folks are, are uh, farmers themselves, so you're, you're in kind of a, a, a friendly crowd. At least they know the terminology up there uh, that, that we like to talk about. But uh, what, what's on the corn growers? What, what would you say your, your, your number one, two hit list is uh, right now uh, at the at Statehouse?
4: Yeah, our top two items that I corn growers are working on this year have to do with uh, Section 179 coupling. Mm-hmm. Um, our farmers continue to contact our office and regularly let us know how much this um, lack of coupling is impacting their farming operations. And so um, as your organization, it's our job to continue to communicate that to legislators. And and uh, we're not giving up on, on that issue. Uh, the second issue, and maybe not, I don't know where you would put these in 1-2 or 2-1, would be uh, water quality and um, conservation programming and the need for our state to find a long-term program for voluntary um, cost share for improvements to our water quality and conservation practices for farmers in Iowa.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people are working uh, on uh, everything from nitrogen management to uh, water quality. I mean, uh, do, do you feel like we're getting some traction, Mindy?
4: You know, farmers are doing a great job out there, and, and you know this from talking to farmers every day. Farmers are trying new things. They're they're doing their best. They are really good stewards of the land. But these things are sometimes expensive, especially if a farmer's not sure about that particular technology or something that they want to try new. So we think it's really important for the state of Iowa to have at least a small cost share component to be able to uh, provide those incentives for um, for those practices to get out there even more than they are today.
5: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
1: uh, contact the Statehouse. So we're going to give you the uh, big show, two-minute tough question drill. You ready? Sure. Okay, we're going to fire away at you. Uh, the uh, legislature is in session for 100 days. So when are these guys and gals supposed to go home?
4: April 18th.
1: April 18th. Uh, That's question two.
4: last paid day.
1: Are, are they going to make it? No. Wow. When will they go? Home? Wow.
4: Okay. <laughs> uh, regularly at the Iowa State House, in as many years as I've been here, they go at least a few days over, sometimes a week, but some some years they go more. And they will be here as long as it takes the business of getting done. I am confident that the state of Iowa will uh, do its job, and they'll pass a budget. They will ultimately come to resolution, but uh, usually not on the uh, the last day of the session. So,
1: now, please. now, uh, uh, okay. So, can any new bills be introduced now?
4: New intrib- bills can no longer be introduced unless they get essentially special permission from the leadership of of the legislature. So um, the, the rule about that, uh, individual bills, has already passed. It cannot be individually introduced. And, in fact, the first funnel deadline has already passed as well.
1: Okay, funnel deadline. What was that and what's it mean?
4: Ah, You know, it was last week. And what it means is a, a bill has to have passed out of its committee that it was first assigned to by last or it is considered dead for the year.
1: Okay, final question here, and it has to do with bills. If a bill passes the House this year but not the other chamber, does it have to pass both chambers next year then?
4: It still has to pass both chambers, but... Since this is year one of a General Assembly, which is a two-year cycle, um, that bill does not die. It will still remain introduced and uh, eligible for consideration the following year.
1: Ah, Mindy LP, you have just uh, shined on the big show takeover. You passed. <laughs> well,
4: thank you so much for uh, having us on the show. Um, we really appreciate your attention to the agricultural issues Um, as we know in agriculture we need uh, strong media uh, attention to agricultural issues and we sure appreciate the big show
1: thanks mindy talk to you later mindy lp with the iowa corn growers doug we're gonna take a look at weather here on the big show Uh, back with the big show, uh, Bob Quinn, Doug Cooper in-house today. Looking at a little weather here being brought to you by the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. They provide farmers with the tools they need to make responsible updates to their livestock farms and offer guidance to new farmers just getting started. Visit supportfarmers.com to find out more. The Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Your farm, your family, their focus. Supportfarmers.com. Coalition to Support Iowa's farmers. Wow. Breezy out there, although the winds are starting to crank back a little bit, Doug. We had twenty to thirty mile an hour winds across the state this morning. Well oh, I the... could
3: feel it driving in, just kind of oh, shuddering yeah. in my truck oh, as yeah. I came in.
1: Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. By the time you go home this afternoon, these winds are going to start to weaken a little bit, then by this evening they're going to taper off. Uh however Temperatures uh, will be dropping and a fast-moving system will bring clouds Friday with snow arriving late in the day and overnight before ending Saturday evening. Most likely location for accumulating snow over the southwestern part of the state. Another fast-moving low pressure will bring precipitation back to Iowa Sunday afternoon through Monday, below normal temperatures persisting through the first half of next week. So, southwest iowa may get Our old buddy bryce anderson over at dtn was talking about one to two inches looks like southwest iowa if you paint it take a paintbrush there at southwestern third of the state uh has the best chance of picking up uh that one to two inches of snowfall and it's going to be friday night through saturday night so uh yeah one to two inches possibly of course you know with these snowstorms they can move one way or the other 50 miles it makes a big difference but Right now, weather guys are saying most likely location for accumulating snow over the southwestern portion of the state. So that's uh, what's going on weather-wise. Hey, we're going to celebrate uh, here a little bit with the uh, Iowa Renewable Fuels Association, the 100th E15 refueling site. Uh, Lucy Norton's going to be joining us coming up in uh, just a little bit here on the big show. We're going to talk about, though, uh, the uh, folks that uh, just installed the 100th uh, Doug E 15 refueling site. So, we're talking about that coming up. What do you have for temperatures around the uh, state of Iowa? We got well, as this, I uh,
3: look over on the east coast of the uh, state, de- 44 degrees right now in Dubuque, mm. it's uh, 56 down in. Uh, Davenport. So, 12 degree difference between Davenport, but the southern tier of Iowa, they're in a lighter shade of green. So, that means they're 40 degrees and under and for the most part. And uh, the middle section is a little cooler. Uh, right now, the official temperature in Des Moines is uh, 46 degrees. It's 44 in Cambridge, 41. Up in Dakota City, my original one of my original stopping grounds, At young kid, 37, 5 degrees above freezing. And that's interesting because you take 37, add those two numbers together, you get 10, and you divide it by 2. And what is that? Uh, 5. 5 degrees above freezing.
1: Whew, that was a long ways around to get to that number, wasn't it, gang? When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about... E fifteen, stay with us here on the big show. Oh, the big show is back at you. Twelve twelve on the big show clock. Bob Quinn in house today. Doug Cooper as well. And uh, Doug, we are celebrating today. This is the one hundredth E fifteen refueling site opening how about that wow we have on the telephone line with us lucy norton lucy is here with the renewable fuels folks and lucy uh you know hi lucy
5: hi doug how are you i'm good good
1: well yeah we've been kind of kidding about celebrating but it is a big deal that we have now a hundred places here in the state of Iowa. So kind of brag it up, uh, Luce. To tell me a little bit about E15 and, and brag up that we have 100 uh, spots here in Iowa.
5: Well, E15 is a registered fuel. It's available for 2001 and newer vehicles. So anyone that owns a vehicle 2001 and newer can take advantage of the benefits of E15. It is the lowest cost fuel available for uh, those model years. So um, it's a cost-saving fuel, and it's also cleaner burning, good for your engines, uh, less toxic chemicals that cause uh, cancer, and so it's good for the uh, environment as well, supports Iowa agriculture. So we have now reached uh, 100 E15 refueling sites in the state of Iowa, which is more than any other state in the country. So we're pretty proud of that. We've been working on um, E15, uh, bringing it to the marketplace here in the state since it was first approved back in 2002, or excuse me, 2012. Now,
1: we, we have kind of a program going for retailers, don't we, to help them out with uh, uh, the E15 uh, infrastructure, or, or infrastructure, or should I say dispensing units?
5: Right. The state of Iowa has a very successful program uh, that uh, assists retailers in putting in the infrastructure that's needed to dispense E15, E85, higher blends of ethanol, as well as biodiesel. And uh, so that program has assisted um, retailers in expanding their fuel options uh, to their customers. And so um, our newest Uh, The Crossroads in Spencer uh, not only received funds through the state program, but also the state program leveraged $5 million uh, from the USDA uh, for the Biofuels Infrastructure Program. And so Crossroads was a recipient of that along with about 70 other uh, locations across the state. And so that's been instrumental in getting um, more E15 available uh, on a statewide basis.
3: Lucy, how do they uh, mix the E15? Is that a process that's done outside or is it done at the filling station itself? How does that work?
5: Well, most of uh, the retailers that are offering E15 today are doing it through a blender pump. So it is blended at the dispenser. So they've got an underground storage tanks. One of them has E eighty five, which is eighty-five percent ethanol, fifteen percent gasoline. And then they're blending it um with an E ten that's already in another storage tank. And and so the dispensers are calibrated uh to precisely measure those two, blend them together uh to get the resulting E fifteen blend. So that's the that's kind of the standard uh, way of offering e15 today um, the other option as well uh, which i think we're going to be seeing more in in the future is you know putting it in uh, a typical dispenser that's out there today um, those those dispensers the newer ones uh, that are being installed are perfectly capable of handling e15 so buying it pre-blended and putting it into that underground storage tank is going to be that next Phase of how we see more E15 available. Hmm.
1: Um, what what's uh, what, what sells more? I, I think the E10 still sells the most, doesn't Lucy? And then uh, uh, E85 maybe after that.
5: Uh, yeah, but we've got also seen the you know that the E15 um, is holding its own and coming along. Oh, yes. good. We have absolutely had record sales. Of e eighty five um over the years, and that that has been a, a strong fuel uh for use in flex steel vehicles only so that has has been a top seller as well um and now with e fifteen coming on having it available at a uh, hundred stations you know here in the state um we're going to see, you know we're gonna see those sales uh start to to grow more and more, and you know there'll be more stations coming. Um, within you know the the next few months, we anticipate that we're going to be seeing more and more. Um, there is a, a process, of course, uh, that is required by the government, and so we have a number of other retailers who've already started that process to get their approval to to be a registered E15 retailer, just like the the Crossroads up in Spencer.
3: Lucy, a few weeks ago, uh, the markets rallied on news that the Trump administration was going to allow E-15 during the summer months, something that EPA has not allowed in the past. Hello, it
0: is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere. Where with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
3: but now we've had rumors here in the past couple of days that it could go the other direction and they wouldn't do that at all or make some changes that were detrimental to ethanol uh what's going on what do you what do yeah. you hear
5: Okay, that is um, totally unknown at this time. Um, we're you know we're continuing you know to move forward and going through um, the congressional process of getting a, a waiver or a waiver for E15 or eliminating the waiver for E10 and putting all the fuel out there on a the level playing field so that E15 can be sold on a year-round basis. We have. You know, our congressional delegation has already introduced legislation that would make that happen. Um so that's the route that is being pursued at this point in time and there's no validity to um, the to the rumors uh that were that have been circulating over the last couple of weeks.
1: Well, we are celebrating Lucy the 100th uh, E15 refueling site. Thanks for joining us today.
5: Thank you very much.
1: You betcha Lucy Norton with uh the renewable fuels folks hey uh we're going to uh, look at markets and uh, maybe squeeze in another piece of the commodity classic ahead on the big show Back with the big show. It is twelve twenty-five on the big show clock. Um, what do you say, Doug? Uh, we got something we want to talk about. Well, classic. you know, I
3: was uh, looking through our big show folders of uh, your uh, commodity classic uh, mm. reports, and I think we missed one. Mm.
1: Joining us, uh, commodity classic uh, today, our old friend Scott Sloan with uh, Titan Tire, maker of Goodyear farm tractor tires. Uh, Scott, uh, you have a uh, display here commodity classic um what are you talking about uh, the commodity classic I, I know it's not just a texas only crowd but what do you what are you talking about here
7: well i think the the big excitement is you know what we've been pushing um all year long you know we were out in california here a couple weeks back and um we're looking at these extreme flotations these super singles uh, concepts yeah. uh our lsw 1400 30r46 that uh, we had at iowa power show largest ag tire in the world um, you know, this show is pretty unique because there's a lot of OEs here and there's a lot of different kind of conversation that's being had uh, with these guys and uh, I think they're starting to see uh, the advantages of that and as you go around and talk to these different um, manufacturers, and even the data that they're retrieving, they're seeing that there is a, a, certainly a, a need or a, a potential for this type of technology.
1: Well, talk about some
7: of the advantages of having that uh, super—what do you call it—super flotation yep. tire. The you know the, again, we're we're eliminating duels, uh, so the pintro compaction is, is big. Uh, our studies have, you know shown the, there's a significant improvement in uh, in the yield uh, by going to super singles. So. That, coupled with, now we've got a tire that's big enough to go on somebody that's running an articulated four-wheel drive or a larger tractor, they can get these super singles and get that flotation. And the, the big thing about that is it's also LSW, so you get the advantages of no road lope and no power hop uh, with it. So it's kind of the all one wrapped in one package uh, uh, benefit for this technology. Hey, thanks for spending some time to us here at the Commodity Classic. Yeah, good to see you down here. We're people are starting to talk right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully people start talking about planting because uh,
1: you know uh, with uh, weather in the midwest uh, we could maybe see some uh, what do you think early uh, early activity
7: you know i think honestly you know i was kind of kidding i was up in uh, northwest iowa here a couple weeks ago and uh, you know with the weather being 70 degrees it's hard not to get you yeah, know get that smell yeah. in the air and and uh, it's hard not to get excited about it but uh, again just like we're talking about this flotation stuff uh, these extreme flotations is a perfect way to get in the field, you know, a couple, two, three days, maybe even a week early than the, than the guy across the road. So Scott Sloan talking to us today on the big show.
3: All right, Bob, thank you. Update there with Scott. We, have, we talk to him quite a bit once in a while. He's yeah. a tire guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, local yeah. Uh, local guy. We uh, ran yeah. into a commodity classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, let's run down some markets here quickly. Markets are brought to us by Champion Seed. Here's the uh, link you want to go to if you know the answer to this week's trivia question, com slash trivia. And if you think you know the answer, you could win some Iowa State tickets and a Coleman camp chair and all you got to do. Head over to championseatofiowa.com slash trivia. Let's run down some livestock markets now. We're going to begin Uh, in the hogs, uh, looking at the uh, Western Corn Belt prior day report. 2,958 barrels and gilts yesterday on a carcass basis. Had a weighted average of 68.41, 22 cents higher. Live sales yesterday, 449. Weighted average, fifty one eighty thirty eight cents higher. Moving to this morning's report, only 613 negotiated purchases of carcass-based hogs, but that was enough. Had a range of 63.5 to 68. Weighted average, 66.36, 205 lower. And live sales this morning were... Actually, more than that, 784, but not enough packers submitted information there. I'm sorry, 675 live sales, but the result is the same. Uh, no information available. Pork carcass cut out, 205-pound pork carcass, 53 to 54 percent lean, 81.51, down 20 cents. Box beef choice six to nine hundred pounds two thirteen sixty seven a dollar sixty seven higher, select two o six ninety one up a dollar eighty six that choice select spread six dollars and seventy six cents. And looking for some uh, box beef or the uh, some of the livestock numbers and I clicked on the page and that information was blank. So let me uh, bring that to you a little later on. I'll see if there's any activity on a cash basis. Probably not. Markers are brought to you by Champion Seed. Want to enter the contest? Champion iowa.com slash trivia. See how your answers
1: stack up. Talk more commodity classic ahead here on The Big Show. Uh, Back with the big show. Blue skies out there today. Things are cooling off, and the weather guys say we could have some snow in here. Friday night into Saturday night, southwest Iowa, 1 to 2 inches looks like right now. We'll talk weather coming up here. We're going to talk markets as well. But, Doug, I... uh, Seem to remember uh, talking to a few more folks at Commodity Classic.
3: Yeah, I've been digging through the archives here and checking off each one of the uh, big show reports you sent back, and I came up with another one.
1: Joining us from the Commodity Classic, our old friend Bryce Anderson, DTN meteorologist. (laughs) Bryce, uh, we want to talk about weather here. First of all, it's beautiful, and we're enjoying some uh, sunshine here Uh, in the Midwest, though. Um, we have not had a winter that we would call normal.
6: Kind of give me a synopsis over the last few months. We're, seems like we're moisture short. Yes, we are, Bob. And uh, that's that's something that uh, particularly uh, over that uh, that southeastern half of the Corn Belt, I think is going to be uh, an issue to keep track of over the next uh, six weeks or so. Actually, you know, spring has started. We know how warm it was in February. Well, there's a lot of uh, plants that have uh, gone into their growth stage now, so we are looking at uh, a growing season that is going to be probably a good uh, six weeks longer, and that's going to put more of a strain on soil moisture supplies, so when you're thinking about um, uh, central and southern Illinois uh, into uh, eastern Missouri, uh, Indiana, I think those parts of the Corn Belt are going to uh, certainly need the moisture. And uh, that's going to be where some questions are possibly uh, when we come to final production for this year. Uh, as far as uh, the western belt uh, in Iowa, uh, we've uh, kind of got a little bit of a back and forth going on. The northern part of the state has been pretty wet. Uh, the southern two-thirds of the state could probably stand to have some, some additional moisture, but it still is not uh, nearly as dry as we have uh, farther south and east.
1: Talk about central Nebraska. What's going on out in uh, Nebraska?
6: Right now, uh, their, their situation is really looking pretty good. In fact, um, you know, there's so much of that uh, part of the country that's under irrigation. Uh, yeah. they, they are looking uh, quite favorable on, on both the groundwater and the canal supplies. Uh, farther to the west, the snowpack in the Rockies has, uh, has piled up uh, quite well. So it looks like uh, those allocations are going to be uh, probably normal for this year. And then there's been enough, uh, enough events happen, enough uh, rain and snow, that uh, in the major irrigation areas for uh, running the pivots, they're going to be in good shape too.
1: Now, we talk about uh, La Nina and El Nino a lot, and weather guys are talking about those patterns. We had uh, thought maybe we would be in, what, a La Nina pattern going into spring, and what happened?
6: Well, basically, the Pacific just kind of started modifying on temperatures uh, away from the cool water phase uh, of La Nina back in uh, late October, November. And uh, by the time we got to the first of the year, the water temperatures uh, deep down uh, uh, underneath the surface in the ocean, uh, down to about uh, close to a thousand feet below the surface had uh, warmed up to where there there was basically normal uh, temperatures. And uh, now we're looking at just a small area of the Central Pacific out around the International Dateline where water temperatures are in the uh, cool phase that would be La Nina values. But over the Eastern Pacific, Bob, uh, and then expanding west, those water temperatures are are running uh, well over one degree Celsius or a couple degrees Fahrenheit above average. Those are El Nino levels and even uh, close to moderate El Nino levels, so the Pacific is moving uh, toward probably an El Nino, maybe as early as July this year. Is that good news for the growing season? Well, yes, it is. Uh, when when uh, neutral conditions, neutral to El Nino conditions are in effect in the Pacific, uh, over the uh, Midwest, we generally have mild temperatures during spring, uh, warmer than normal, uh, so we don't have a problem with uh, soil moisture warming. And uh, we also have, uh, you know, kind of normal to a little bit below normal precip in that northern corn belt. They need that because it's wet there. But we get more, uh, we get more chances at uh, precip in the central and the southern belt where we could stand to have some more. And then in the summertime, uh, the temperature pattern is quite mild. It's near to below normal for Iowa, and uh, rainfall is uh, around normal. Uh, so there's there's those uh, summertime rains that uh, you know kind of help to uh, provide some, some moisture at the time we need it uh, when crops are, are at their peak for uh, fill stage requirements. But at the same time, we don't get a lot of real temperature stress. So that you know, allows pollination to uh, develop and for uh, the fill stage to proceed without a whole lot of issues on the temperature side. Talking weather today with our old buddy, Bryce Anderson here.
3: On the big show. Yeah, I'm on the big show. How about that? This is the big show
1: and weather markets all ahead. Twelve forty five, the big show in progress. Bob Quinn in house. Today, and uh, it's a nice day out today, but Doug, it's going to get a little cooler. And we also have a chance for snow coming up. Snow. Yeah, big show weather being brought to you by the Coalition to support Iowa's farmers. They provide farmers with the tools they need to make responsible updates to their livestock farms and offer guidance to new farmers just getting started. Visit supportfarmers.com to find out more Coalition to support Iowa's farmers, your farm, your family, their focus, and they are a good farm neighbor award Presenting sponsors as well. So a big thank you to the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Boy, I'll tell you what, earlier in this week we did have some wind moving across the Hawkeye State. In fact, we had, uh, uh, after the uh, weather guys were out and about yesterday, they reported they had, what, I think seven tornado touchdowns on uh, Monday night uh, across the uh, state of Iowa. So uh, nothing like that in the uh, immediate weather future. But there is a chance for some snow Back in the forecast, so welcome back to springtime here in the uh, state of Iowa. In fact, the weather guys right now are talking about uh, chance of snow starting on Friday night and going through Saturday night uh, statewide and as far as uh, best bet for where this snow is going to be, well, they say the most likely location for accumulating snow will be over the southwestern section of Iowa. Another fast-moving low pressure will bring precipitation back to Iowa Sunday afternoon through Monday. Below normal temperatures persisting through the first half of the week. So uh, probably going to see overnight lows a little bit below freezing and daytime highs in the 40s for the first part of next week. So weather-wise... Things are going to uh, cool down. What you got going right now across the uh, state of Iowa?
3: Well, as I I look at the uh, temperatures, and uh, let me begin this time on the uh, western coast of the state of Iowa. It's uh, 38 degrees in Hospers right now. Also, uh, 41 degrees at the, uh, no, that's the wrong place, Sloan. 47 degrees, Morningside, 47 degrees, down at uh, BB Town. Temperature there is 43 degrees. The official temperature here in uh, Des Moines remains at 46 degrees. Up in Forest City, 36 degrees. Swaledale, 41. West coast uh, or east coast of Iowa, Dubuque, still 46. Warmed up to 50 in Maquoketa. It's 50 in the Quad Cities. 53 in Burlington and way down in the corner of the state, cock 56 degrees. Now, well, I don't see any sign of precipitation. There's no radar showing up on the state at all.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll dodge that uh, snow bullet. I don't like to care much for the snow. We do need some moisture, I guess, here in the state. Um, we are celebrating. Y- you shouldn't be too far a drive away from an E15 pump here in the state of Iowa. It should be, uh, if not in your community, at least not too far away. Uh, we have 100 of them here in the state of Iowa now. And here's the latest. Crossroads Convenience Store in Spencer became the 100th hmm. E-15 station. You are up there. Remember I know those? right where that is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we are the number one state in the entire U.S. for E-15 refueling sites. Now numbering 100. How about that?
3: Generally speaking, E-15 is 10 cents a gallon cheaper than E-10.
1: Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that one. Uh, I
3: use... That's a rule of thumb. I it's use E85 uh,
1: a lot uh, in the uh, 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 truck, the uh, Iowa Corn Growers uh, sponsored big show pickup truck. We have uh, an E85 truck. You don't burn E85, you burn E15. E15. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, lots Even of, when I'm not supposed to. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't careful, say Careful, it's not
1: summer yet. That's right. I think we're going to get that taken. Didn't we hear we're going to get that taken? Well, that's care?
3: what, you know, the rumors yeah. were, but yeah. All right. L- Lucy said don't pay attention to the rumors.
1: All right. 100th E15 refueling site here in the state of Iowa. Doug Cooper back with Markets on the Big Show. 12.53 on the big show clock. Bob Quinn in house today. Doug Cooper as well. And Doug, we have got our old buddy Don Rose just aching to talk to us. Yeah, again. he's
3: anxious to talk about the movement that has taken place in the last hour and 10 minutes. How you doing, Don?
2: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Just doing fine. Thank you.
3: That movement's pretty slight, however.
2: Well, you know, I think when you look at it, really, the leader to the downside here today is the wheat market. We're taking some risk premium out of the market. Wheat, Uh, you know, has been moving to the upside on dry weather in some of the plains areas. Better chances of moisture taking risk premium out of the market, I would say, is number one. And then number two, we have a uh, monthly crop report out tomorrow and fears that the South America crop could be larger on both corn and soybeans out of Brazil. So those two things, I think, just weighing on the market with lack of fun buying today.
3: Well, it, it's interesting to watch these trends. The only contract of corn that I see that's on my screen—there may be others, but this one—but well, maybe not—is March corn twenty eighteen over four dollars by a penny.
2: Yeah, you know, and when you look at it, this year's December corn we did uh, push up a couple times uh, over four four oh five, and then another day four oh four on these corn, and now we're three ninety three. So, but it feels like this market, guys, that we're still in this big broad trading range. Uh, funds, it, it feels like, do not want to get out of their long position until they get a better look at what the real weather is, what the planning season is going to be. So, you know, this is a market that probably still is in a big, broad trading range, and we're bending now. We don't see it necessarily breaking unless we get a clearer look at the uh, weather and production here in the U.S.
3: So, what's going on with crude oil? It's down $2.28 a barrel right now.
2: Exactly. And I think that's really what's leading us to the downside as uh, crude oil production numbers continue to go up. And the grain market is just too closely tied to the biofuel industry. And, uh, you know, that's. That's the issue, and I think that's another thing that's weighing down the markets, Doug.
3: Okay, well, let people know how they can get in touch with U.S. commodities.
2: You bet, Dad. can reach us at 1-800-247-4071.
3: Don, you have a great week. Talk to you again soon.
2: You bet. Thanks, and hope all your listeners have a great day. Mm
3: -hmm. Don Rose, he's the president of U.S. commodities right here. In Des Moines. Markets are brought to us by Champion Seed. ChampionSeedofIowa.com. Put a slash after that. Add trivia. And answer this question this week. What percent of corn planted in the United States is sweet corn? What percent of corn planted in the U.S. is sweet corn? If you know the answer, you could win some Iowa State tickets in the Coleman Camp Chair. And have fun. And maybe you... Maybe you win. Maybe you win. Go on over there and check it out. Well, let's uh, look at some uh, basis information now as we uh, bring all that information in. We're working off the May contracts in both corn and soybean. May corn 3.72 currently four cents down. ADM Cedar Rapids 12 cents under May for first half March delivery, 15 under for last half delivery. ADM Clinton, 10 under May futures for first half of March, 11 under for the last half. Cargill-Eddyville, 38 cents under May for March delivery, 28 under for the first half April, 23 under for the last half of April. The hours tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m. Now, they may extend them, but as of now, they're planning on closing at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, so 6 to 9 hours at Cargill-Eddyville. First Co-op Cherokee, 50 under May futures for March delivery, 47 under for April. Gavilon Grain, 50 under May for March delivery, 47 under for April. Soybean, May contract uh, is 10.22 and a half right now. It's down 2.5 cents. Basis off that May contract, Cargill, Cedar Rapids, 43 under May futures for delivery during March. 40 under May for April, 38 under for May delivery. Cargill, Iowa Falls, 48 under for March delivery, 45 under for April shipment, 43 under for March. First Co-op Cherokee, 95 cents under May futures for March delivery, 87 under for April. Gavlon Grain Creston, 83 under May for March delivery, 76 under for April. ADM Des Moines, 65 under May futures for March, 60 under for April. Bungie West, Council Bluffs, Iowa's West Coast, 67 under May futures for March delivery, 65 under for April delivery. Look quickly here at some uh, livestock futures. We do have some strength uh, in cattle and feeder cattle. It's uh, minimal, but it is strength. It's in the green. April live cattle, 116.08, up 72 cents. June, 106.30, up 72. August, 102.15, up 68. Feeder cattle, March, one hundred twenty four fifty three fifty eight higher. April, 123.03, up 68. May, 122.45, up 60. Pretty flat trade in hogs. The April contract, 68.58, is up 50 cents, while May, 73.35, down 25. Thinly traded contract, as it is. June seventy-seven fifty up seven, July seventy-seven fifty-eight down twenty. Crude oil down two dollars and twenty-eight cents a barrel. The Dow is down about fourteen and a half points. Markets are brought to you by Champion Seed, ChampionSeedOfIowa.com. Play the trivia game by adding trivia at the end of that, and you might win yourself a Coleman camp chair, some Iowa State tickets, and just answer the questions. See how you do. How hey, well do you know ag trivia? Well,
1: I'm finding out not nearly well enough. Hey, um, a reminder you can follow along the uh, big show off of the WHO Radio and WMT Radio websites as well.